Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there. Welcome to Dig a Bit number two for The Hour Has Come. We are in month one, September 2021. I don't know. Perhaps I should have saved this little thought that I have for today for our chapter on betrayal. We're, we're talking about the purpose behind the cross as we study this month, but this is something I've been thinking about and it is related to our study, so I'm going to go ahead with it. I want you to look, if you will, today at Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, and inside that passage, we read about six things that the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to God. And they are listed there as a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Well, when we think about this, it is clearly it's the person of the heart that becomes devastatingly wicked and it is that heart that god cannot be pleased with and when we look at this list we just see that all of this emanates from a heart that has walked away from god a good man luke 6 says out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. But God be thanked, Romans 6 again says, But God be thanked that though you were the slaves of sin, you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 3, You are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, the heart. Well, when we look at this list, I want us to just take a quick look today at Judas. And as we see his betrayal there, one of the questions early on in your lesson is about what Judas was planning to do, even as we were studying the, um, the resurrection of Lazarus and then the conversation that Peter and Andrew had with Jesus about the corn and the ground. And in the context, we see that Judas was betraying Jesus at that very hour in John 12. I want us to look at this list in Proverbs and think about the heart of Judas and how many of these heart issues that end up being activity issues Judas violated. Seven things are an abomination to God. A proud look. Was Judas proud? Well, I think that we see in six days before the Passover in John chapter 12, Martha and Mary and Lazarus made a supper for Jesus. And Mary was anointing Jesus' feet with this costly ointment that she had, probably left over from the ointment that she made for the burial of Lazarus. At any rate, one of the disciples, Judas, 
who was looking on at this says, well, why wasn't this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Well, that was a very proud thing to say. He was looking on what Mary was doing with pride. He was saying that he knew more about righteousness than Mary did, even while he was plotting, holding the bag, and plotting the betrayal of Jesus. A proud look, a lying tongue. Well, we know that in verse 6 of this same chapter, when he was looking on Mary with disdain for her anointing of Jesus, he said, why was this ointment not sold for 300 pence? And verse 6 says he said this, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and held the bag and bore away or took away what was put therein. He was diverting attention from his own sin here as he was judging others, as he was talking about the wickedness, wickedness, believe it or not, of Mary anointing the Savior. He was diverting attention from what he was planning to do, from his own sin. He, he lied here when he said, why didn't we sell this and give to the poor? Because he was a thief. And thievery, of course, is lying, but he, he lied when he pretended, deceived people into thinking that he cared for the poor here. And the Bible clearly says that. Hands that shed innocent blood, of course, that's the end game for Judas here. Of course, he was shedding the most innocent blood that had ever been on the face of the earth. A heart that devises wicked plans. Well, Judas had to jump into some hoops to betray Jesus. It didn't happen overnight. He went and the Bible says he covenanted for those 30 pieces of silver. He planned his wickedness in advance and then carried it out by accomplishing several different steps of the betrayal of Jesus. Feet that are swift in running to evil. Well, Jesus said in later on in John chapter 13, when they were at the feast, whatever you're doing, go do quickly. And the disciples didn't, in general, didn't know what Jesus was talking about. But after he revealed that it was one who was dipping in the sop with him, as the King James Version says, in, at the Feast of the Passover there in John 13, he said, whatever you, you're doing, go do quickly. And Judas immediately got up. He was ready. He was swift in running to evil. A false witness who speaks lies. And of course, we've already uh, talked about how that he had a lying tongue. And he was a false witness. Uh, going over to the side of those who were bearing false witness against Jesus and, and eventually put him to death. He was a false witness who speaks lies. And one who sows discord among brethren, he definitely took away the unity that was in the twelve as he left that room and split that group up. And as a result of what he did, they were scattered later that evening and were not united in their defense of Jesus because of the activity that had gone on between Judas and the council. I just thought it was very interesting to notice that Judas violated every single one of the things that God hates. Seven things that are an abomination to him, and Judas violated every single one. When you think of the severity of the consequences of sin that happen around us, I would postulate that our sins are worse in consequence. Our sins bear greater consequences the more of these things that God hates 
that we violate. We can just take an example that we see in our culture a lot. Let's just look at, um, we could look at murder, um, or we could look at adultery. Let's look at adultery for just a minute, a proud look. Well, generally, there is more than one proud look in the commission of adultery, especially if it's a, a continued affair. There will be several people who are looking proud, looking good to the community, but there's something underneath that they're not showing. Uh, a lying tongue, that's always, that is always inherent in the sin of adultery. Hands that shed innocent blood, that's not always the case. Sometimes it is the case. A heart that devises wicked plans. Well, um, a continued adulterous relationship has to have some planning. It has to have some secret planning. It has to have some detail planning. And from, um, I'm going to say, from uh, personal things all the way to meetings in public to uh, what story is going to be given, all those things have to be planned out. Feet that are swift in running to evil. Wow, we have to hurry up and do some things sometimes so that we will not be caught when we are doing um, something that's adulterous or something that's in any way deceitful in the eyes of the good people around us, uh, deceitful to the eyes of the good people around us. A false witness who speaks lies. Wow, that's a that's a big inherent part of it. And one who sows discord among brethren. You know, I know many instances in, in just observation in uh, cases in which we've been involved as we've tried to work through um, marriage issues with with people around us. So many times the church is hurt. So many times. There is, um, and uh, you know, there are people listening who who can attest to this fact. So many times, the Lord's body is hurt by situations of deceit and sin. Particularly, we're speaking of adultery here. So, as I look at those, at least six out of those seven things are always violated when there is a, an adulterous relationship. We could we could apply it to murder. When we look at uh, murder, even abortion, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans. Well, we have to make an appointment and pay for that. Feet that are swift and running to evil have to hurry up before uh, the due date approaches. A false witness who speaks lies. Well, that's certainly inherent in the whole legalization of abortion in our nation today and one who sows discord among brethren so many times that happens too I'm just saying that the consequences the severity of the consequences of sin it seems to me it is often directly related to how many of these things that God hates we violated when we violate things that God hates the consequences are severe but of course what we're studying this month is the purposeful deliverance from sin that was Calvary. We're talking about Jesus saying, it's time for my glorification. My hour has come. I'm delaying my going to Lazarus because I'm going to be glorified. 
we're talking about Jesus actually creating the catalyst for his own death because it was on purpose and it was for our redemption. Just going to go ahead and say this, no matter how many of the things God hates, you have grown to love and you have grown to foster in your life. There is forgiveness at Calvary. With complete contrition comes complete forgiveness. Perhaps our greatest challenge and goal in walking as Christians today is just to focus and protect the hidden person of the heart because that person is in a place that others can't see. And that hidden aspect alone makes it difficult. A man or woman may look on the outside to be devoted to Christ when the hidden person of the heart is, is full of filth and corruption and eventually what's in that heart will be revealed. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Matthew 12, 34. God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Thank God for Calvary. Thank God that we can take deliberate steps to disjoint ourselves, to distance ourselves from evil, and to concentrate on the things that God approves. Keep your Bible in a place where you can easily pick it up and read it every single day. Meditate on what you read. That's the purpose of digging deep. Pray without ceasing and seek out faithful Christians for your very closest friends. Always push back against Satan when you start to realize that his wicked plans are forming in your imagination. Judas the betrayer, he violated seven things that are an abomination to God and the consequences of that for him personally were devastating. Of course, he took his own life. But God used Judas to make a way of escape for all of us from the secret sins of the heart. Thanks for listening and I hope you have a great day.